Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial first episodes of The Bear and the Swan. The reason I say unofficial first episodes is because the origin of this podcast actually came from a couple episodes that myself, John, and my wife, Erin, a.k.a. Sweet Bear, did on my podcast, The John Cast. We sat down, we had these long-form conversations, we had two of them, and the response, the reaction to both of those episodes was so good and so positive, we decided... We're going to take this show on the road and we're going to make our own show, which is turned into the bear and the swan. And that's where you find yourself listening right now. The first two episodes in this feed, the episode you're listening to right now, are originally or were originally posted on the John Cast feed. But now from episode three on, you're going to get brand new episodes and we will be uploading new episodes to this podcast feed once a week, at least once a week. This is the podcast where myself, John, and my wife, Erin, aka Sweet Bear, we talk about everything. We have started by talking about relationships, talking about dating and marriage and engagement, but we're hoping that as this podcast grows, these episodes and the topics that we cover become much more wide-ranging, and we would love to hear from you, the audience, what would you like to hear us talk about? One of my favorite things to do is to talk to my wife, because I think she's the most interesting person in the world, and the fact that we get to share the conversations with you really means a lot, but we want to make sure we're talking about stuff that you all are interested in. Without further ado, please enjoy these inaugural episodes of The Bear and the Swan. Do you want to clap for us? Nice work. All right. Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The John Cast. It's kind of unfair it's called The John Cast when I keep starring in it. <laughs> well, I have been contemplating a name change for it, for this podcast. A name Like change? a name change, like a rebrand. Okay. Um, because, and I guess this brings us into today's episode, because... Last week's episode where you and I had our conversation, it the reaction to it was really, really great. It went great. viral, people. <laughs> Absolutely viral. Oh. I don't know about viral, but people really seemed to like it. They liked hearing the conversation. I got several texts, several emails from a lot of you who were listening to it that just said it was really nice to hear just a long-form, open conversation about our experience. And I think we we did our best last week to make sure that we were clear about we are simply sharing our experience and maybe a few lessons that we learned ourselves Mm -hmm. through it. This is not, these conversations are not at all about us giving advice, quote unquote, or us trying to counsel anyone through their relationships because I don't think that we are at all experts in any of this stuff, but rather I think it is helpful to hear from other people's experience and perhaps Learn from other people's experience. So yeah, and maybe like even in the future, it won't even just be about relationships. It could yeah. be you could have conversations with other people about things, or we could have conversations with other people about things. For sure. Who knows? For sure. the The limit does not exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist. Shout out to Mean Girls. Shouts to Lindsay Lohan. Shouts to Ashley Park. <laughs> Shouts to Mykonos. <laughs> to Mykonos. Do you know that reference? No, I don't. Lindsay Lohan now runs a hotel in Mykonos. Does she really? And she just announced yesterday 
that there's going to be an MTV reality show about her running this hotel. So, like, we are watching it, yes. So she is Donna Sheridan. Basically, yes. In Mamma Mia. She basically, yes. Wow. But are we going to watch this new... I don't think we can not watch Mean Girls Mykonos. Yeah. Wow, that's really big. That's huge. Um, anyway, welcome once again to the John cast. We are considering a name change. Uh, please shout us out on Instagram at John Jorgensen or at air Jorgen with some possible, uh, name titles, names, names, names for this here pod podular cast. Um, anyway, for those of you who did not join us last week, last week we had a conversation all surrounding dating, dating specifically in high school and in College. college. And I thought that today we would sort of move on to what would be perhaps the next step uh, after dating, which is engagement, Mm -hmm. being engaged to be married, getting yourself all proposed to, putting a ring on it, (laughs) as Queen Bee would say, and taking that next step. So I thought a good place to start would be to tell... The story of how I proposed to you. Okay. Why is so, why does that get a man? I don't know. Okay. Um, so okay, so John surprised me with the proposal. Like we had talked about basically like a general timeline, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because we I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but while dating, we did hit a point where we said we are definitely getting married. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen. I'm not proposing to you right now, but I am committing to you right now for yeah. the rest of my life. And then we really had like we had talked about you know what we had hoped each yeah. of us timing-wise what it would look like. And I think that's pretty common, I think with couples, Christian or non. You you marriage is such a huge commitment and such a big step that it would almost be, in my opinion, foolish to not have sober conversations about it I agree, before but I you pop the question. Think, I think it's more rare. But we have friends who are not Christians necessarily who we talk to them and they're like, yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, but I think not in the way that we did. Not I in such an intentional way. Don't think it's common to talk so openly hmm, maybe about I'm wrong. it. I might be wrong. Um, I think a lot of people get like weirded out, like they don't want to spook their significant other yes. by talking about it. Yes. Whereas, like, <laughs> if I would have spooked you, I would have <laughs> spooked you long before that. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, but I mean, if that sorry buckets is making another appearance, scratching Bye. himself. Um, but but my my sort of thoughts on the matter is it is such a big step that even to get even to be engaged to be married that is such a big step that of course this is something you should have several conversations Agreed. about it's like you wouldn't just i mean some people do but they show up on the car lot and they buy a car same day that's one of the worst John, possible things that you can do. John is like I saying know, all these things. I like know that shouldn't a, do it, but that's like normal people do that. Then stop being. Don't be normal. <laughs> Agreed. Don't be normal in that way. Agreed. Like get over that awkwardness. Like if if you are dating someone who is not and who is not willing to have those conversations with you, then you're gonna have a hard time having other serious right. conversations down the road. Yeah, I agree. I completely yeah. agree with you. I'm just saying, I think 
it's actually more common than you think for yeah, people. Probably. Maybe to I'm not just a sheltered little Christian boy. Anyways, so we had talked about it timeline specifically as far as like when I wanted to get engaged, mm-hmm. when you wanted to get engaged, how long we wanted to be engaged, you know, and also at that time talked about like a big thing for me is I wanted to get married in the summer mm. and I wanted to be engaged for a year. Yes, those at were least. things we knew. So that meant the summer before I was expecting to be proposed to. Every single time we went on any sort of date. You guys, listen, we lived in New York City at the time. And <laughs> any time John would pick me up. like It was a rough summer. I would be in a new dress. I had my nails done. I always looked my best. I was like, every single time I expected you to do it. Yep. But but in my head, I was like, I had I already knew how and when I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I was already in the works of planning it. And so it didn't even cross my mind really that she would think that this night when we go out to dinner would be it. I probably didn't eat like at all. Yeah, because it was just like a normal date. It was but to me it was just like a normal date because in my head I already knew what the plan was. And several times I would just forget that you didn't know. So that was a rough summer to say there was one night you there was one night where I really, I think I just, mad. I got mad because basically what happened was the summer was dwindling mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to get married in the summer. I knew I wanted to be engaged for a year and I was like, now it's less than a year. And yeah. I was mad because I wanted time to plan. We had talked about it and also um, just like logistically finding a wedding venue less than a year out is very hard. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, yeah, girls particular... <laughs> about <laughs> design and aesthetics. So like True. I didn't want to have to sacrifice. I didn't want to wait two years to get married because all the venues were booked. And so like logistically, I think was why I was most upset, but also I kept getting my hopes up that it was going to mm-hmm. happen, but I didn't want to be like whiny little baby. Oh, he didn't propose, you know, like I knew it was coming. Yeah. And in, in all fairness, you told me, that night that you were upset yeah. that I didn't do it. Yeah. And you were very open about it. And yeah. you you said it in a way of, I know this is silly, but I'm upset that it didn't happen. Yeah, which is probably a very common phrase that I say. Oh, yeah. I know this is silly, but I am upset. I know upset. this is silly, but I am <laughs> upset, which is totally valid, you know? So That's totally valid. Anyways, um, so beginning of the story, I guess, <laughs> now that we've said all of that, is John was in Mamma Mia at the time. For those of you that don't know, John was in Mamma Mia on Broadway. Oh, and yeah. that uh, deserves a match. <laughs> and he, so that basically, I say that because it's a very strict schedule, one day off a week. So there happened to be a schedule change where like their day off was changing. Yeah, we were going from essentially, we were going from our summer schedule to our fall and winter schedule. And so randomly, this never happens, randomly we had two days off in a row. Yeah, which like, I that's the only time The only time in two years it happened that to That it me. happened. So uh, because John had two days off in a row, he's like, let's go somewhere. Like this, let's take advantage. Where do you want to go? Let's go, you know, to the Hamptons. Let's go to Montauk. Let's go to Florida. Let's go like, let's go do something. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Like, yeah, let's go do something. Mind you, at this point, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Had I'm gonna a- get to there. I'm gonna get to there. Okay. You're ruining my story. So I'm like looking at the calendar, and it happens to be on my sister's birthday that, we, um, like the two days off. And I was like, John, 
what if we went home and surprised my sister for her birthday? And I'm like, John's like, that's actually a really good idea. It'd be so good to go home. And he's like, you know what? Let me check flights. He goes, beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. He's on his computer checking flights. Yeah, he's not checking flights. He had already booked flights. Like Mm -hmm. he had already planned we were going home. Right? Yep. Uh, I'd already planned it several months before. John keeps leaning back, and then every time he says something, sits up. Sorry, I'm in a kind of uncomfortable position, but the the mic is in a strange place. Um, Yeah, so several months before, I had actually booked flights already. Her whole family knew that we were coming home. They all knew that this was the weekend that I was going to propose, basically. I had already had, like, the conversation. When did you have the conversation with my parents? When I came back for camp to do faith night. Oh, I was okay. back in Illinois that. for one day and I like left camp for, you know, an hour to go out to lunch with your parents. And that's when I asked them. That's crazy. Okay. So he already had this all planned. So, but in my mind, I'm like, great. I came up with this awesome idea to surprise my sister. And John did a really good job. Like he made it seem like my idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want this to be a hundred years long, so I'm going to go. No, it's fine. So we go home that weekend. I think I'm surprising my whole family. I'm like, let's just not tell anybody except for my mom. I think you told your mom. So my mom knew we were coming. So anyways, I get home. I surprise my sister. I surprise my dad. I surprise everybody. Everybody cries when they see me. They deserve (laughs) Oscars because they all knew. I think they were also just very excited to see you because you had moved, like you had moved to New York months earlier. And it was like they knew what was coming. So anyways, this was on my sister's birthday and we get up in the morning and we're like, what are we going to do? Let's go out to lunch. And Emma's like, let's get really cute for my birthday because I want to take pictures. So we like get really cute. I have like absolutely no idea at this point. Um, and I had my nails done. Cause like I said, I had them done all summer and Emma like chipped my nail that morning. And I was like, great. You ruined my nail. It doesn't matter anyways. And in her head, she's like, Oh dang it. <laughs> so anyways, we go to lunch and at lunch, one, my, one of my best friends, Lauren surprises me and she shows up at lunch and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Just thought she was coming because I was in town and I lived out of state. And then after lunch, Emma's like, where, where were you go? You said you had to go do something. I had to go do something. I don't even remember what my excuse was. Me neither, was. but I thought nothing of it. Emma's I like... I had to go home and get my old car, oh, is what I really yeah. had to do. So Emma was like, let's go look at puppies. We used to all the time go to like pet stores and look at puppies before we had puppies. And she's like, there's this place um, I know that has Australian Shepherd puppies. This is crazy because now we funny. have an Australian Shepherd. Yeah, it is. And Sweet. so we, she was like, there are Aussie puppies at this pet store in Crystal Lake. Like, let's go see it. And so I'm like, yes. Emma was super clutch. Shouts to Emma. She was great. For literally giving up her birthday for this. Yes, she did. And so we start driving to the pet store. And I'm like, where is this place? And they're like, oh, it's up here. It's up here. And so at this point, we are driving back to a place, a school that we used to have rehearsals at for shows when we were in high school. that doesn't exist anymore, by the way. Yeah, it does. It is closed. No, it's just in a different place. I know, but I'm saying that building... Is closed. Nothing inhabits it. Okay. So um, this was the place we used to have rehearsals in when we did shows when we were younger. And we drive up, and we pull up to this place, and Emma goes, okay, get out. And right at that moment, I knew. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I knew is because that is where John picked me up for our very first date 
10 years ago next summer. <laughs> and what was the year? So tw- or 2009. 2009. Um, and quick recap. Cre- blah, 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 blah. June 26, 2009. <laughs> quick recap of our first date. I was at a rehearsal for West Side Story. John was going to pick me up after the rehearsal. My best friend Lauren walked me outside and said, have fun, you guys. And that's exactly what happened on the day he proposed. My best friend Lauren was there. (laughs) She sent me off. John picked me up in his old car at the same place. And we got in the car and this was such an awkward car ride. Not awkward because like I felt uncomfortable with you. I mean we've been together (laughs) for so long at this point. You were the person I was most comfortable with in the world. It was awkward because I didn't want to be like you're proposing because I didn't want to ruin it. Like it's such a special moment. But so John just is like hey. (laughs) I, we we like, should have recorded talk. that. We just didn't. We didn't yeah. talk. I felt like I was gonna puke because I was nervous. Why was I nervous? Who cares? Like you're just gonna. Because like, it was. It was. That was gonna happen. But we had to do the whole date. First. Yeah, which I was so mad. At. I'm like, please don't take me to Oberweiss because I was so nervous. So, anyways, our first date, John took me to Oberweiss. We got chocolate milkshakes. We played chess. It's like this ice cream store in um, Illinois. Which is closed now. No. That just one. that one. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, girl. Get wow, on my level. we've closed everything. Yeah, we, <laughs> so we went and we had gone. chocolate shakes. Do you guys think I took one bite of that chocolate shake? No, I did not. <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, let's play chess. And I'm just looking at I him like, John, mine. please, please, let's just go do it. And so then we get into the car and on our first date, we went and we went to the swings at like a local park. And was we elementary school? swung on the swings because it's like one of my favorite things to do. And on our first date, we were like, I like someone. Do you like someone? <laughs> we were so annoying. Anyways, so we went and we swung on swings and John got down on one knee. And I always like to say this because... Is it swung? I don't know. Swang on swangs. We swang on some swangs. <laughs> I always like to say this about our proposal story because you guys know <laughs> if you listen to John's podcasts or his videos or you've seen him speak, John's a very well-spoken person. It's very rare that he stumbles over his words. It's very <laughs> rare that he doesn't know what to say, but this boy was a mess. <laughs> like, he did not say anything cute. Uh, no, I didn't. He was I fumbling. Never, I didn't plan what I was going to say. <laughs> Probably because you usually don't have to plan. You're, like, so good. I don't know. I just didn't plan what I was. I'm like, sure, I'll know sort of what to say in the moment, but... I was blank. And he I was, was just blank. Like, I just but honestly, that was my favorite part of the day because it just shows like how how like flustered yeah. and how like big this moment was that he didn't really know what to say. I just love that little well, that's detail. That's good because that was a mess. <laughs> I'm not like making fun of you. I'm saying like I really loved it. Well, good. And so of course he had a photographer hidden, so we got some pictures of it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went back to my parents' house and they had thrown a huge engagement party. All of my friends and family were there who were in town and could make it. And we just had a party. Yep. And it was so fun. I, like, opened the door. My best friend Kaylee had flown in, mm-hmm. which was a surprise. And a couple other friends had flown in. And it was just so much fun. And we got to really celebrate with everybody. And I don't know if you remember this. You say it didn't happen this way, but it did. On our first date. I don't think it was on our first date. It was on our date. second date. I don't know about that. It was that. after Transformers. We were on the swings again. Another swing set. We were on a different swing set. And you told me that when you get engaged afterwards, you want to have a big surprise party at your house, at your parents' house with yeah. all of your, 
your friends. Which I know I always said that in the past. I just really don't believe it was you on our second date. You said that on our second date to me, and I logged it in the back of my memory. <laughs> and that's why I knew I had to do, do the it proposal at home. At home. That's yeah. why I had to wait until the fall to do it. Yeah, because we could go home. So, yeah, it all made sense. It was all great. We ended up being engaged for, like, 11 months. Mm -hmm. Um, We were able to book a venue pretty quickly after that, and it all worked out. Yep. One of your big insecurities was while we made that trip home for those two days, we were going to go look at wedding venues. I wish you wouldn't have said that. Why? (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to go by myself. Yeah, you were going to go look at wedding venues, and you were super insecure about going to look at them before you were engaged. Technically, yeah. I cried to my mom. I'm like, how embarrassing is it going to be that I walk into these venues and I don't even have a ring on? Yeah. But it didn't end up working. But the reason I wanted to do that is because I knew I wasn't going to come home again for a while, and I... Knew we were getting married in Chicago, so yeah, and you were gonna be proactive. But it about sounds it. really bad. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty desperate, but yeah. But at the end of the day, it that it was a commit. Once again, it goes back to this idea between there. There's a difference between like the covenant and then the event. Yeah. Of proposal, you know. Yeah, because like, like we knew, we knew we had made that. We know we had, we had already said yes. Yeah. You know. But we still wanted to do the event and mm-hmm. still make it special. Just like, we, you know, you want to do the wedding and make it uh, official legally, but also you still want to, you want to do it in front of people, yeah. you know? Um, and so I, I didn't necessarily see anything weird about looking at wedding venues before <laughs> we were engaged, but I also knew that we would be engaged by that point, so. So he was cool with it. All right. So that is the story of how we got engaged. It's a long now, one. Now it's time to talk about. Some, co- some topics of engagement, some struggles, how okay. it was. But before we do that, let's take a break. A word from our sponsors. Hello, friends. This podcast is brought to you by our Instagram handles. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should go there now, at John Jorgensen or at Air Jorgen, E-R-J-O-R-G-E-N. This podcast doesn't have a real sponsor. I'm going to be straight with you, but... We are in search of a sponsor if you're interested. Shout us out, Christian Mingle. Shout us out, Fujifilm Cameras. We're loyal to your brand. Shout us out, Jordan, MJ. I love you. Come find us. Uh, but for now, this podcast is brought to you by our Instagram handles. Go follow us on Instagram. We would love to connect with you there. And now, back to the show. All right. You want to give us another clap? And we're back. Welcome. Okay, so once we were engaged, so you know how I like to frame these conversations. So we were engaged, you said, for 11 months. Uh Uh-huh. When we were engaged, how was it when we were at our best? How was it when we were at our worst? Honestly, I don't remember this season of being engaged as much as you do, probably. Really? Yeah. I, like, literally cannot think of it. That's interesting. So what do you say? I would say we were at our best post our premarital counseling classes. Oh, no. Not during them. <laughs> oh, because no. Because we didn't have the best experience in our premarital counseling, which we can talk a little bit about. Terrible experience. But after every class. Yeah. I don't know if it our train ride up. home. I remember our we train were, ride home. That was the class. Yeah. It was, let's take all of these topics that were brought up and weren't really discussed very well in the classroom yeah. 
And let's talk about them just us. So the reason we say our premarital counseling was bad is because we just, it wasn't what we were expecting. No. Well, we had, we were living in Jersey City at that point and we had just recently joined a church. Mm -hmm. We had just recently joined a new church that it was like a church plant that was still sort of connected to its sister church that had helped plant it. And so it was a church in transition that we were trying to do premarital counseling with. And there was two other couples in the group. And really the issue was the book that we... Yeah, we had a very, very sexist book. Yes. I feel very comfortable saying that because it was unbelievably sexist and very much... Others would call it dated. I would call it sexist. I would call it very sexist. Yeah, so when what it tells I'm saying women, that other people would call it dated. When it tells women that they have to put on lipstick <laughs> to please their husbands, <laughs> then I think that would be considered sexist. Should be in everybody's yes, book. But yes. anyways, it was it was just a bad book. First of all, the book was like made for people who were who are recovering from an affair. And that's what they chose for the premarital counseling class. I was like, I guess they're trying to like Preventative, preventative but <laughs> it's like preventative measures, but it was so weird. So it was a lot about like rebuilding your relationship back after like mistrust, right? Which like we had, if you listen to our last podcast, we had already done that <laughs> for a long time while we were dating. It wasn't necessarily about building a foundation. However, a lot of the topics that were brought up, as I was saying during that class, while they were discussed in a very strange way within the context of the class. Afterwards, we had like a 40, 30-minute train ride home, mm-hmm. and we had great discussions yes. about how do, we want, how do we want to tackle finances in our yeah. marriage? How do we want to deal with you know, intimacy issues? Or how do we want to deal with you know, be arguing or mm-hmm. whatever it might be? This like is kind of a tangent, but the, one of the biggest things I remember in our season of being engaged was combining our finances. Mm-hmm. That is that's so that's something we decided to do while we were engaged. Um, there were something that we discovered, and we'll probably talk about this more when we talk about marriage. Is for us personally, we couldn't imagine going from two completely separate lives and then from the day you're married all of a sudden everything becomes one Mm -hmm. and so there were several things we did while we were engaged and even while we were dating and to to take steps towards that oneness and towards that union one of them was combining our finances before we got married Mm -hmm. i remember we went to the bank and we opened up our checking account our joint checking account together mm-hmm. before and that was huge because for i think 5 or 6 months before we got married we were learning to communicate on the topic of money and and there are so many steps that you take once you get married buckets is <laughs> stretching he's tired he's ready to go to bed but there are so many big steps and and big things that you have to learn to communicate on once you get married it was really nice and I'm that and I'm glad that we decided to take a few steps at a time, mm-hmm. um, especially with finances, because it came during a time where we were spending a lot of money because the wedding was coming up. So I'm glad you brought that up because that was something that I'm glad that we did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we were at our best during our engagement when we, we were, were having those conversations. Um, those are still to this day some of our best conversations we've had about our marriage, in my opinion. I think we were perhaps at our worst, and maybe you can 
correct me here, when just dealing with learning to deal with family dynamics during the engagement. Okay. I'm talking about communicating with your parents about things with the wedding, communicating with my parents about things with the wedding. Just how did we deal with, remember, holidays during that that time? Oh, that was probably... There was a lot of drama. Yeah. Because being engaged, you're sort of in this this limbo where some people view it as... You're basically married, and so which is you how I it viewed it. And then other people view it as you're glorified dating. You're which not is totally how you married, it. Yet. married yet. Um, in some ways, I viewed it as we're totally married. In some ways, and in others, I was like, well, we're not married yet. But yeah, one of the biggest we should give some context to that because that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest fights that we had was um, the first holiday that oh, we were engaged was, was Thanksgiving, and. I think both of our parents had expectations for us. Mm-hmm. And I, my expectation was that no matter what, John and I would be together the that whole, day. The whole day. It was Thanksgiving. Yes. And, you know, whatever other choices we made, we could talk about those, but we would be together. We were, we're going to make family. those decisions together because yeah. we are a family now. And would you say you didn't do that? <laughs> I would I didn't necessarily view it. As strongly as you did. However, I think the 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 hardest part was because I didn't necessarily see us as like a family family yet. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was caught in between like you and what my parents want, what you wanted and what my parents wanted. Whereas now, I don't feel caught in between that at all. Yeah, it's funny to think about that because now it's like... Where are you guys going? It, like, it would it never be like no, you go doesn't. to one place and I go no, to another. No, but it also, like, to me even, I would never feel caught in between because what you want supersedes that every single time. Yeah, I mean, we're a family. We're exactly. first. Yeah. And then we obviously love our extended families and yeah. they're important to us, but the first priority is us together as a family. So really really what it came down to is there was... Di- Air had a different expectation than I had, and then our parents... Had all had different expectations yes. than we had. And so it was the first time we had to deal with, learn to deal with the dynamic of how do you split up time with also, your families I will, on holidays. And all. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here or just give you like, John was home for one day yes. from the show. So like that, that was, was another hard. added. However, that fight was so bad that we did not spend Thanksgiving no, together No, we did not. I, well, because I flew in Thanksgiving morning and I had a show the next day. So I flew in Thanksgiving morning. I flew out the next morning. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was definitely a really difficult time. But but we didn't spend Thanksgiving together, and we didn't spend Christmas together either. No, because I had to stay in New York because we had a show Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Yeah, so we, that, we were definitely at our worst because, once again, that it's the same thing with the finances, though. It is another aspect that you have to learn how to navigate together in a different way. Yeah. Like, you know, you split, you perhaps split time on holidays when you're dating, but it's totally different yeah. splitting time on holidays and even just splitting the amount of time that you spend with each other's families. It, it's a, it's a totally different thing. And it, it is a, once again, it's a new aspect to your life. Once you're entering into that season of engagement and marriage, that there is a learning curve to. Mm-hmm. And there are certain learning curves that were much steeper for us than others. And that, I think, is definitely one of our steepest. Like, that's something we still struggle with. What? Just family dynamics and, like, 
expectations of families in terms of this get together or that yeah. get together or which one are we supposed to go to? Which one are we not supposed to go to? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's something we're s- still on the learning curve of for sure. Just like we are with all these things. But, but that was definitely, I think when, when we were at our worst, that was a really, uh, it was really difficult. Um, okay. So talk to me about, we, we talked about this a little bit. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we just talk about it so much. But the idea of us getting married young, mm-hmm. of us getting engaged young as like a Christian. I feel like we talked about this in the last one. Did we? Well, talk, talk about it again briefly because. Yeah. I hate that we're cliche and we're a young Christian <laughs> couple that got married super young. Uh-huh. Um, but if you listen to our last podcast, we had been dating on and off for six years by the time we got married. So mm-hmm. um, there was definitely some history there, but. I don't know. It's 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 really hard to get married young, mm-hmm. and I think it's also hard to get married when you're older too. It each comes with different challenges, and I wouldn't change ours. And I think that we went through so much in our dating relationship and grew so much that we were ready at that mm-hmm. age to make that commitment. But I think a lot of people, you know, just get caught up in well, I want to be a wife, I want to be a husband. You know, I want to marry this person and they might not be ready. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to judge anybody, but I'm just, I don't want to like perpetuate this like stereotype that Christians should get married young. And it's cool to be a young married Christian couple because it's also cool to be a young single Christian. And it's also cool to be an older single Christian. And it's also cool to be a human. And it's just like, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't want it to be like, Something that happens a lot with us just sharing our lives online is like everyone's like, go goals, you guys are the best, like ball goals. And it's like I never want to perpetuate that idea that we're perfect or something to be mm-hmm. like put on a pedestal because, you know, it's just our story, mm-hmm. that story, and it just so happens that it worked out that way. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it. Th- there's just like... I think for us, it, it happened as the, it was the right time. Yeah. It was definitely the right time. And I think we were, we were ready for it, even if we weren't prepared for it. We talk about this a lot in terms of like when we want to have kids, like ready for it means that you are in an emotional and, and mental space where you're ready for the challenge. It doesn't mean you're fully prepared. Yeah. You can't ever be fully prepared to get married, just like you can never, I'm sure, be fully prepared to have kids. But you can be in an emotional and mental state where you say, I'm ready for that challenge. I'm ready to not be prepared mm-hmm. and face it. And that's where we both were. It had nothing to do with our age. Yeah. Like, I could have been 27. I also could have been 20. Like, it didn't matter. It just so happened I was 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And things lined up for us. I think, um, and I want to ask you as well, what... What was something that you learned from that time? I know you say you don't remember it much, but I'll say mine first so you have some time to think. I know mine. Oh, go for it then. Well, I just think in general, uh, it can your season of engagement can easily be just a season of wedding planning. Mm. And in all honesty, quite a bit of it is. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important to do some work prior to being engaged on preparing yourself and your hearts for marriage. And then also to be very intentional during that season of engagement to be not only preparing for a wedding, preparing for a marriage. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. And I think we, I think we did that in we tried in yeah. several ways. And it, and by the way, it wasn't by like reading a bunch of books. No, it wasn't. Everyone always asks us like, what books did you read yeah. while you were getting ready to get married? And maybe we're bad people, <sighs> but like we didn't. We read one book in our premarital counseling. That was terrible. That was terrible. But I, I think you read a couple. But like I, I don't like learn. I don't learn well from books like that. Like I. It's not my thing. Yeah, which and for some people they read like twenty books and it was super helpful for them. But for us, we did not read all them like marriage books and Mm-mm. you and me forever and you know the meaning of marriage. Yeah, like, not that there's anything wrong with them. No, we just didn't. We read just didn't them. do it personally. I, but I think we learned a lot, like we've been talking about, by by I hesitate to say experience, but what I mean by that is just through conversation about these topics about these topics and also with other older married couples, yeah, like talking to them about their season of engagement, their first couple years of marriage, yeah, that was their huge. struggles, like really leaning on those sort yeah. of wise mentors and counsel that we had in our lives, and that was a time that was really around a time where I started to even though I was still in the show, that was really when I started traveling and speaking a little bit. Mm -hmm. And something that I used to do a lot and still do from time to time is I would ask if the person who maybe picked me up from the airport was older than me and was married and had been Mm -hmm. married for a while, I would ask them like, what's your biggest marriage advice? Yeah. You know, and, and just, just learning from those people. Um, but yeah, I think the, to go back to my question, the, the biggest thing that I learned during that time was, I learned not as much how to be on your team, but the importance of being on your team with My things. Team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even perhaps in times that I might even disagree with you a little bit. Boy, that never happens. Or, <laughs> or in times where uh, it's you're upset about something that I don't actually think is very important <laughs> or I don't think it matters, which happened a lot with our wedding. Yeah. In planning our wedding, there was so many times where there was these details or this thing that just wasn't going quite right and it would be a huge deal to you and inside I would you're like, who cares? I'm like who cares this does not matter but I learned during that time that if it's a big deal to you it has to be a big deal to me mm-hmm. or at least I have to be able to respect the fact that it's a big deal yeah. to you and I can't act like it doesn't matter because if it matters to you, then it matters. Regardless mm-hmm. if I think it's stupid or not, I'm not your father. I'm not the one. I'm, it's not my place to tell you that it's stupid. It's my place to be with you in that and to love you in that and to be there for you. And hopefully to try and maybe give you a little bit of perspective if I can. Mm-hmm. But I think I just learned the importance of that. And yeah. that, I mean, that goes back to when we were talking about learning family dynamics of, you know, us now supersedes not only any other friendship in my life, but also any other family relationship in my life. Yeah. It it supersedes that. Um, And so that's something that I really learned during the engagement, especially during planning a wedding together, because you carried a lot of the weight of that, obviously, a foreshadowing of your later (laughs) career. But even more than that, it was... It was a time where I think you felt a lot of stress Mm -hmm. in terms of the planning and having to plan from so far away that I, I really learned at that point, like how important it would be for me to be on your team and be able to serve you or be able to help you. Yeah. Even if it just meant like making dinner for when you got home Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And so. And you did great at that. 
I don't know about that, but... We were both so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is there, uh, is there anything you re- regret from our season? No regrets. <laughs> no ragrats. No ragrats. Uh, Not even a single letter? Not a single letter? <laughs> I don't think so. No? I don't like regrets. Like, ugh. Anything you would do differently? Ugh, I don't like that. No? Well, no, I don't like that. Why? Why? Because <laughs> my life is my life. Then it wouldn't be the way yeah. it is. Yeah. I just, I hate that question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How dare you even ask it in my presence? Sorry. No, I'm just like, I, do, I don't like to look back and think, oh, if this would have gone differently, then this would have gone differently, and this. It, it is what it is, and we learn from it, and if there's bad things, great, you take it and you learn from it, and if... It's good things. You say, you know, thank you, God, for blessing us in that. And I don't know. You? Um, that's a good question. You see, I don't hate the question. <laughs> Is there anything that I maybe would have done differently or wanted to do differently? I think looking back, I, I wish I had maybe been a bit more involved in the wedding planning process. Hmm. <laughs> Ladies, I told him. Or just, or just maybe cared a little bit more. Or been, it was hard. Or been willing to help a little bit more. It was hard. Yeah, because I I was going home by myself. I couldn't most. be making trips back, you know, because I couldn't leave. Um, as far as the wedding, something I do wish I wouldn't have cared so much about is these stupid traditions that everybody mm. does and you, well, you of course you have this, of course you have that. Yeah, you got to do this, and like I wish. I would have, and I see this a lot with like a lot of the older couples that we plan their weddings. They don't care about that stuff. They just do what they yeah. want to do. They're like, we just want to get married. Yeah. And, and we don't want to have a bridal party or we want to go to a lake house and yeah. have a bachelorette party or we want to, you know, do this or do that. I think that's so cool when I see couples really just be like, well, we don't like that. Just so. removing that, like, which we did a little bit of We that. did a little bit. But, like, removing that society pressure or, fami- or family pressure or whatever yeah. it is. Um, that's true. I mean, the, talking about the wedding is, like, maybe a whole episode. I know. We should maybe talk about so the wedding. So we can, we can save. It's our three-year anniversary tomorrow. It is. In it how many is. hours? In, in an hour and a half. We'll be three... Years. So at this point, three years ago, we were still engaged, mm-hmm. which it's, I guess, apropos that we're talking about it on this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, this I hope is you fun. enjoyed it. If you did, please follow us on Instagram at John Jorgensen or at Air Jorgen and let us know what you enjoyed about this episode and maybe future topics you want us to. Yeah, definitely future discuss. topics because it's kind of hard to like. Think of them. I mean, we'll do a marriage episode. We'll keep, yeah, we'll keep doing some of the like obvious ones that we think of. But, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certain things that perhaps are just like one word that could be an entire episode. Yeah, and also if you have like, I don't know. I love the idea of bringing on other people. Like if yeah. we have somebody that's gone through something or yeah. that has this business or this whatever, we yeah. could bring them on and, and interview them. I think that'd be fun. That sounds good. That sounds good. So lots of exciting things in store. (laughs) One of these days, we're going to break an hour with one of these. Last time, we almost did. We almost did. How much was it last time? Like 48 minutes, something like that. Well. We're just not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Air asked me today, how many times a day do you think you go... (laughs) 
to me. Like, how many times do you laugh at me like that? I, it's been at least like eight today. The other thing I always ask is how many times do we quote movies a day? Which we've already done maybe three, three times, times on in this, this podcast. podcast yeah. so. It's much more than the average human, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it really is. We literally have, like, what are some... We just have... Well, we already quoted Mean Girls and We are, we are the we the Millers. We're the, We're the Millers. We are we, the Millers. We the Millers. <laughs> um, we the Millers of <laughs> TNT. Of the Avi. <laughs> um, no, but we also do this thing where we quote our own lives. <laughs> we quote like things that I've, stupid things I've said yep. or things you say. Mm-hmm. Or things Buckets has said. He's Buckets in his natural habitat. Attacking us. Most of the time it's like a Snapchat and I just think it's so if funny you guys that don't, do that. Here's, here's a hack. If you guys don't utilize Snap memories. I'm sure everybody does, but. We'll if you be- don't and don't, Maybe every three months, watch all of your snap. Honestly, memories. we the, a couple weeks ago was my parents' anniversary, and like a group of us ended up in the basement with my parents, and we were watching their wedding video, and then we just started watching old videos, and I pulled up my Snapchat and watched all of my Snapchat memories, and we were like crying. Snap memories laughing. is the new home video. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. So do that. Put it up on your Apple TV and go through your snap memories with your friends. It's so funny. Oh, it's it's real. It's real. All right. I'm tired. We outie. And we got to celebrate an anniversary tomorrow. Yay! The theme of our anniversary tomorrow is throwback. Ooh. So we're going to see Mamma Mia 2. Hey, hey. As a throwback. We're going to have dinner. You can dance. <laughs> we're going to have dinner at the place that we had our rehearsal dinner at. Yeah. What Maybe else? We'll Do you have any surprise to me, for me? No. John. Sorry. I'm just kidding. I, I'm sorry. Maybe that's something I haven't learned to I always like, save something for I a like surprise. a surprise. Sorry. You, He's you, tricking here's, me. He's here's the tricking problem. me. Here's the problem. You like a surprise, but you make it impossible to give you a surprise because you demand to know all the details. Well, you could say all the details and leave one out. Then you would accuse me of lying. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. It no, is literally a catch-22. <laughs> no. It's a catch-22. He hasn't learned. Uh, we'll do a whole episode on all the things you don't like about me and all the things I don't That'd like about you. That'd be a great you. episode. be a good episode. And then at the end, we can each say one positive thing. Yes, about each other and about ourselves. Yeah. I'll try hard to think for you. I think you're really funny. <laughs> I think you're very funny. Okay, you're thank the you for. Person I know. Thank you and for, for me. That's saying I'm something? teachable. You're teachable. Okay. I'm saying something nice about you and something nice about me. We this should, is not the episode. No, but we should end every podcast by saying something nice about each other and something nice about ourselves. Okay. Something nice about you is you take care of things. Like today, we needed to clean out the office and like set up our desks and also make lunch and also take buckets out and everything and you take care of it oh thank you that means a lot and now one positive thing about yourself um don't cop out i am thinking it's so hard no it's not i one positive thing one positive like something thing. i'm good at one positive thing about yourself i read me a word i'm the past week, I've been more committed to reading my Bible. Yes, every you morning. have. Good for you. And I'm proud of myself. Yes, you should keep be. it going. Keep it up. All right. Thank you all for listening. That was so awkward. No, it's great. It's good. <laughs> it's good.
All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time, next episode on whatever this podcast is called now. Shout us out. Let us know. Until next time, we love you all. Keep being awesome. Good work.